my name is Michael Bozzi. Welcome to episode 76 of my podcast called Marketing Without the Marketing and the last episode of this season. Now, I'm going to take a little break for a couple weeks and then be back with a new set of episodes after the new year. I'll do a couple new series too. Should be a lot of fun. So I just got a lot going on, um, which I'll tell you a little bit about at the end of the episode. Some really great stuff. So I kind of need to roll up the sleeves, put my head down and just kind of grind into the last few weeks of the year. But if you've been following along since about uh, June, early this summer, you know that I've been going platform by platform in what I call the social media strategy series, sort of, you know, giving you my thoughts, my philosophy, my the actual strategies that I use for each of these uh, major social platforms that really any smaller independent business should consider. Now, hopefully you've gotten a lot out of it. And if this is the first time that you're hearing about this series here in this episode, then you can easily just go back into the archives and check them out. But for today, I'd like to bring the series to a close with a, a capstone episode. As I've said over and over again throughout this series, only you can make the right decision about which social platform is going to work for you. Every business is different and every audience is different, right? That means that your situation is unique. The intersection between you and your audience is going to look unlike anything else that uh, that exists for even your closest competitors. And to me, that's what's fun about my work. I get to sort of unravel the mystery and find the right content to use and then put it in front of the right audience at the right time. And, you know, it's like sort of a, a, a puzzle to decode, uh, and it's a lot of fun. So this unique relationship really means two things. First, it's not up to you. Go where your audience is, right? There's no sense in trying to drag them over to a platform that they don't like. Uh, and two, it's going to take a lot of trial and error to figure out which platform. It's an experiment. And here's my overall philosophy, right? Get in there uh, with the social platforms. Do this uh, in earnest, right? Set a goal up front. Go all in. Put everything that you can into it. Try everything, multiple different things. And just set a time frame for each platform. Are you connecting with people? Are you connecting enough uh, uh, more or less than you expected? If, if the answer to that is yes, uh, the connections are working, then great. Look, you found your platform. That's awesome. If not, and you're sure, and I mean really sure, then it's time to ditch that platform. It's really that simple. You're going to try to seek to eliminate channels until you're down to one or two primary platforms. And look, that doesn't mean that you won't occasionally post in your secondary platforms, but you really want to spend most of the time you invest in only one or two places. And the last thing to consider is the content itself, right? So you got two big questions to ask. First one is what can you produce? Text, images, audio, video. Look, if it's not a natural fit to you, then you're not going to stick with it. So if you're a writer, go with text. If you can do video, awesome. But, you know, don't commit to video if, if it's not something that is sort of natural to you, right? Or, or, or you're really not going to stick with it. So in that sense, kind of stay in your comfort zone. But the second question is, and this is a big consideration for me, is can you use that content again? Or is the content that you're producing extremely one-off? So for instance, with Snapchat, Periscope, uh, and Anchor, those are sort of, to me, a testing ground for new content. 
uh, very unpolished, unscripted, and a way for me to, you know, sort of float an idea before I produce something like, for instance, like this podcast. Or take LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, right? These are more mature platforms with more polished content. And, you know, those, the, the investment of those is going to take a, a certainly more time. Um, so that becomes really, really important. If you're going to spend a lot of time, can you use that content again? Can you repurpose it? And whatever your strategy is to get started, uh, always do a land grab of your handle on each of the major social platforms, you know, probably for you and for your company or brand. So let's do a quick rundown of your strategy, uh, just the major platforms. Now, remember that I have a segment on each of these in this series, so refer back to them if you need to, but just looking at this from the from an overview perspective. Let's go through these quickly. Twitter, right? If you're trying to build an audience, you got to use this platform and you have to get good at it. No exceptions. It's still viable. I've, I've gone over that in a couple different segments in this series. Now, Facebook, Another absolute necessity in the business world, create a business page so that you can separate it from your profile, right? The one that the Facebook profile that you use with your friends and family. And then two, aside from separating it, you'll also be able now with a Facebook page to automate some posts to it. And you're going to probably want to experiment with ads, but let me get to that in a minute. Next is LinkedIn right? This is your business and LinkedIn is the professional network. So just set up a complete profile for yourself and then create a business page, even if you don't use it. Next, let's look at the Google suite of products, right? Google is your internet ID, as I've said. So you want to make sure that you set this up properly so that you're accumulating authority in Google's world. You're still going to want to create a Google Plus business page again so that like Facebook, you can automate some posts to it and you can't do that very easily with a profile in Google Plus. YouTube is a part of Google as well and it's the web's second biggest search engine. So you really want to be here on this platform even if you're not creating video content. Just a little bit of light activity share some useful videos uh, to the customers in your sector. That's all you really need to do. Now, speaking of video, consider live video. Periscope is my fave of the bunch. Uh, this strategy is, I would still consider this optional. You don't need to be doing this. It's not a strategy that's right for everyone, but still do the land grab, just set up your account, uh, connect it through Twitter and you're good to go. And keeping with videos and images, Definitely secure your handle on Snapchat as well. Look, Snapchat is the social network that has the best chance of exploding in the future. People call it the, you know, the Facebook killer, the, the Twitter killer. Who knows what's going to happen if this is going to mount a, a, a significant threat to Facebook and Twitter, but it's the one that has the best shot of it. So grab your spot now, get your handle, even if you're not using it. Um, we don't know where that's going to go and what's, uh, what's going to happen with it, and it's worth it just to be there. Now, Instagram is another network that's massive and also owned by Facebook. Expect this to be around for a while because of that. So just create a business profile that can be a part of your, uh, your personal profile and then post, you know, brand images and the same ones that you create for blog posts and other content, right? And there's a lot more on this specific strategy in my Instagram segment uh, in this series. So check that out. 
Now, also, while you're creating images for Instagram, you know, post those to Pinterest as well. I mean, why not? You're creating the images. Uh, if they're nice images, very polished, very arty, very, you know, something that, that's likely to drive a click, uh, you're putting the work into them. Why not uh, post those to Pinterest as well? And for all the image-based platforms, I kind of think of these in two categories, right? So think of sort of Instagram and Pinterest for those polished professional images, like I said, maybe a little bit arty. And then think uh, Snapchat and Periscope for more the raw, unfiltered, uh, behind-the-scenes content, if you will. That's sort of the way to think of that. But let's switch back to textual content and think for this long form uh, social content, you really have two options as a small business. That would be Medium and LinkedIn Pulse. Medium is my preferred of the two. Expect it to take a while to build up, build up a following, just like on, on any blog, right? But it could be worth the effort that you do because this thing is connected in a way like a social platform. They're owned by Twitter. But, you know, don't just post what you publish on your blog. That's going to be bad for SEO. And again, I have a whole segment on this in this series. Check that out uh, for some strategies there. Uh, LinkedIn Pulse, you know, to me, uh, I'd skip this except for maybe one post per quarter, you know, for something that's going to be of interest to your sector, to people who are working in the sector, not necessarily your customers. Just think of it as an opportunity to highlight specialized expertise. But I'm not big on this strategy with LinkedIn Pulse, but who knows? Like anything, start out once per quarter, uh, minimal effort into this, see if you get some traction. And if you do, great, maybe this will be a, a good channel for you. And then going through this really quickly, there are social ads uh, as a, a way to give a boost to the awareness phase of your effort. So you got Twitter ads. Uh, to me, these are the best if your goal is to build an audience, because if you get a follow, these folks are likely to see your future posts. And this is not the case with Facebook ads. Uh, a page like on your Facebook business page now has a 9% chance or less of seeing your next page post. Meaning that for you, the marketer, the business, you're going to have to pay over and over again to reach your audience. Now, see my segment on Facebook ads in this series for more details on this. And I do cover Instagram ads in that too. Um, Instagram is owned by Facebook and the interfaces between Facebook and Instagram are now combined. The same rules apply then and thereby those same limitations that I'm talking about. LinkedIn ads, I would skip these entirely. They're way too expensive for most small businesses. Um, but Pinterest ads might be the most cost-effective of the bunch. At least recently, I've had some good luck with these. I feel like Pinterest is trying to push these, and they're trying to make it really, really cost-effective just to get a lot of new users trying it out. And hey, why not take advantage of that? Now, uh, I've mentioned it a couple times, but with any of these things that I've just mentioned, just go back to review the specific segment in detail uh, to look at the strategies and other considerations for all the ones that I just mentioned. Um, oh, and I forgot one more, the uh, Facebook groups, right? This is one of my favorite strategies using groups because uh, you get some of the highest engagement. It's not for everyone, though. Um, it's uh, the, These strategies seem to work best when your business... Uh, is sort of around a cause or a, uh, a mission um, rather than just selling stuff, right? Um, so you kind of have to fit into that do-gooder category. I've seen it work in other ways, too, where you can draw people in. But look, if um, 
if, if you do have a cause or a mission, this can be way, way more powerful than, than Facebook business pages. But if you don't, it's going to be harder and I'd probably skip this strategy. All right, so I also wanted to spend a little time just quickly going through some platforms that I didn't mention in the series itself. You know, maybe they didn't warrant an entire segment devoted to them, but I thought they were worth a mention because I think small businesses could get a lot out of it. But the first one I'll, I'll talk about is SlideShare, which is it's just a natural if you're creating presentations already for either for live presentations um, or if you're doing them for uh, slides for videos too, right? Just export the slides and post them to SlideShare, right? I mean, you're creating the content anyway. This is a great way to re reuse uh, the content that you're already creating. And look, this is a great platform. And given that LinkedIn owns it now, expect it to stick around. So it's worth investing some time uh, if you are creating this content already. Now, a lot of people are talking about Facebook Live or Facebook 360. I mean, there's just been a lot of attention devoted to this. And, you know, right now these platforms are very open. They're trying to drive new usage. But do expect Facebook to make it pay to play, just like they've done with everything else in their world. So uh, just be careful about that because, you know, you don't want to build up an audience there and then have uh, Facebook, in effect, charge you to reach that audience over and over again. For me, uh, live video is great, but and I'm still betting on Periscope in that space, especially now that Meerkat's dead. Um, well, actually, Meerkat didn't die. It just sort of morphed into House Party. So rather than this broadcast app, it's more of a group chat app. And, you know, group chat is another uh, thing to, to think about. Um, House Party, uh, formerly Meerkat, but also uh, what used to be Blab, uh, also died and came back to life as Bebo. And if you're not familiar with either of these, House Party and Bebo, they're kind of like Google Hangouts. And the strategy is good for nurturing sort of a small uh, super fan subset of your current audience. But honestly, it's really hard to make these work for growing an audience. You know, I mean, you could use these in sort of a webinar fashion, but it's really good to lean into those customers uh, who you need to get closer to. Uh, group chat can be really good. So I'd urge you to check out House Party and Bebo. And then a new favorite of mine is uh, an app called Anchor. Similar to group chat in a way. Um, it's kind of like Twitter, but with audio, right? So you basically do these little two minute uh, clips that you just record with your, your mobile device, with your phone. For me, I use it to test out ideas for my podcast. So for instance, I'll just record a, a two-minute unscripted mini episode, if you will. I mean, these things are very rough and it's just, you know, usually around a topic that I've been thinking about. And then just see what the reaction is. Uh, do people agree with it? Do they think it's a good idea? Am I on the right track? Uh, you know, I, I do the same thing with, with Periscope. Um, but this, this platform is great. And given that audio is a natural for me doing a podcast, hey, I really like it. So um, maybe worth checking out for you too if audio is your thing. Now, Musical.ly is another one that's gotten a lot of attention uh, recently, especially with the younger demographic. Uh, similar concept to Snapchat. Uh, short video, but uh, Musical.ly instead is focused on using music. So basically, most people use it sort of playfully to create these little lip sync skits against a popular song. And, you know, it's hard to see this being used for business applications. Uh, though, look, expect Facebook to steal the idea for Instagram and expect Snapchat itself to steal the idea too. I just don't 
you know, I mean, musically is a simple enough concept that either of those those two platforms could do it. They're probably just monitoring it to see if it'll take off. But look, not sure that this one will last, but it's definitely popular. And it's one that has quickly captured a younger demographic. So if your business is selling to that demographic, maybe not a bad place to be. And then there's Quora, another great place to showcase your domain expertise, right? You follow a few topics, you provide good, solid answers when you can, uh, you're helping people, you know, demonstrating your knowledge at the same time. Just make sure, like with anything, you have links back to your site or to your LinkedIn profile. And then lastly, there's Ello, uh, E-L-L-O, which was supposed to be the Facebook killer, but honestly, it functions a lot more like Twitter. And its chief selling point centers around its manifesto, which is not to harvest user data and not to use it to sell ads to you, which obviously is very different than Facebook and Twitter and, quite honestly, all the other social platforms, right? So sort of a new ethos. And, hey, for this reason, it's attracted a huge community of artists, and there's really amazing visual content on the platform. So if your business involves some sort of artistic content, uh, this might be a good platform for you. It's still unclear how long the platform will survive. You know, I mean, when they've cut off their ability to make money via this manifesto. But look, people have been saying the the same thing about Twitter for years now. So um, maybe something worth checking out. So that's that. You know, just a quick run through. I've left links to each of these platforms for you in the show notes uh, with my profile so that you can check mine out uh, and see how I'm using them. But like I always say, you know, with any of these things, get in there, have fun, treat it like a conversation, right? No spray and pray, <laughs> right? Think bi-directional instead. It's, it, it's starting up a conversation with your future and current customers, right? It's getting to know them by asking questions, having them get to know you too. And little by little, you're building trust, little by little, right? Until you have enough trust accumulated to be able to ask for the sale. Now, you don't want to do this too quickly. You want to take your time with it. But when the customer's decision is her own decision, it'll be a stronger one. And that's what you want. You don't want to be pushy and and try to force a customer into doing something they don't want to do, right? And why is that important to you? Because, look, if you're running a business, who cares about the one-off customer? I mean, you want someone who loves you and your business enough to actually go out and create new customers for you. And that right there is the very reason why social media is just a miracle to modern marketing. Okay, so that'll do it for the social media strategy series and for this season of Marketing Without the Marketing. As I mentioned, I'm going to take a little break, just a couple few weeks, and I'll be back in January uh, with a new set of episodes. Right now, I'm in the process of designing a new uh, series, actually a couple new series that'll that'll take on some more advanced topics such as SEO and strategies for reusing content. I mentioned this a few weeks ago in my episode called On the Horizon, a preview uh, for the next topics. If you want to check that out, uh, I left a link for you in the show notes. Um, But these two series, SEO, strategies for using content, I mean, these come directly out of the work that I do with clients. So, you know, uh, again, as I always say, I don't feel like I'm an expert, but a practitioner instead. So I hope that you'll find this to be beneficial to see how this works uh, out in the real world. And I've also been thinking that I need to do at least an episode uh, or two on the very basics of starting your own business. Um, 
you know, because I've done it myself and I get asked about it a lot. And it'd be great to have an episode or two just to give to someone who's saying, hey, I'm thinking of starting out a, a new business. What do I do? Where do I start? And the biggest thing is that I see a ton of people just waiting too long before starting their marketing, which, as you can imagine, I'm not in favor of. But in the meantime, you know, I'll be getting ready to teach my grad course at Emerson College again uh, called Fundamentals of Content Strategy starting in January. And uh, the cool thing is that we're in the final production stages for my new online course called Create Biz, which is set to launch in February 2017. Uh, this is the course that's for creative professionals. I've mentioned it a couple times in this podcast before, but I'm sure I'll keep you up to date on this and all in the coming months. Uh, So, you know, until then, please subscribe, see the show notes to connect with me on the social networks of your choice, because I'm sure I'll still be writing blog posts uh, and and other things as well. I can't stop after all, and I hope you won't either. So as always, thank you for your attention. I really appreciate you, and we'll see you in 2017.